out with these satanic shoes that have one drop of human blood in it. But don't let it distract you from the fact that we are in Holy Week, where we celebrate the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, where one drop of his blood is enough to wash all of your sins away. Let's celebrate Jesus this week. Don't get distracted. So Lil Nas X and Nike just came out with these satanic shoes that have one drop of human blood in it. But don't let it distract you from the fact that we are in Holy Week, where we celebrate the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, where one drop of his blood is enough to wash all of your sins away. Let's celebrate Jesus this week. Don't get distracted. So. Yo, now let me, before I even get started here, let's make one thing crystal clear here. Now, I had to play it again just to make sure I got all of this video, this post. This is a TikTok post from last week. Now, um, I have no problem with the fact that he is trying to celebrate Jesus because it needs to be celebrated and his victory over the devil. Because when Jesus Christ rose from the dead, he got victory over death. He got victory over hell. He got victory over the grave. He took the keys from Satan, took the power that Satan had over us, the fear that he had over us, and now gives the power to each and every one of us. But Ronald Reagan said a very important quote when he was president of the United States. He said, trust but verify and let's understand something, folks. We live in a social media age. And those words are so, so, so important than ever. Because not only the mainstream media, but just social media in itself has lots of good information. Granted. But we need to check our information sources. We need to understand that there are people who are willing to put out just about any doggone thing for shock and social value. There are people that are willing to do that. In this case, this is the reason why I, I called this out, okay? So let's talk about the facts before we even get to the point of the shoe, okay? First of all, number one, Nike did not endorse this shoe. Nike did not create the shoe. It is a one-off collaboration between rapper Lil Nas X and a company called MHSNF is my number is my collaborator. It's based off of the Nike Air Max 97 shoe. Okay, now if Nike had endorsed the shoe as this post claims, why is Nike putting a cease a suing the the designer and putting a cease and desist order on all future orders of the Satan shoe? Which, by the way, all 666 uh, pairs have been sold already at the going rate of $1,018 per pair. Now, a lot of symbolism in that. The 666, of course, is referenced to Revelation chapter 13, verse 18, which says this, Here is wisdom. Let him that have knowledge count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 603 score and 6666. The $1,018, the shoes cost is in reference to Luke chapter 10, verse 18, which states, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you authority over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice that your names are written in 
heaven. Now, the Satan shoes, by the way, the according it says it contains one drop of human blood. Now, whether that's been actual blood or whether it's food coloring or liquid paper, we don't know. Maybe it actually is human blood. Maybe it's a, it's a, just another ploy to get shock value. Uh, whatever the case may be, this whole Satan shoe has sent the whole world into an uproar, literally. And, of course, it all comes on the heels of his new video called Montero, I Call Your Name, which, as of today, has 104-plus million views on YouTube. Yeah, 104 million views on YouTube, which is a, it makes it a very powerful uh, video, of course, worth a lot of money involved. And, one, and I've seen the video myself just to see what it looked like, and... Let me say this. Um, one of the, of course, the disturbing scene that everybody seems to talk about in the videos, of course, when Little Nas X um, gives a lap dance to Satan and ends up ripping off his horns in the process. Well, a whole lot of things have been said about this. And believe me, not like I said, a lot of people have been saying a lot of things from Pastor Greg Locke to Candace Owens to... Uh, of course, Joyner Lucas said something about it. Nike spoke out about it, of course, in the lawsuit. Uh, you know, Governor of South Dakota, Christy Noam, made a, a post on it. And uh, in fact, I'm just going to read a couple of the posts. He said, in fact, Joyner Lucas uh, suggested that the video may not be suitable for children. Uh, Lil Nas X clapped back on him says I literally sing about lean and adultery in Old Town Road his big hit you decide to let your child listen blame yourself well of course as you already know uh, he also talked about his teenage years and this is one of the tweets I wanted to read about it says I spent my entire in teenage years hating myself because of what Christianity talk about homosexuality. So I hope you are mad, stay mad, feel the same anger you teach us to have toward ourselves. Now, this to me says a lot, not only about who he is, because it's already known that Lil Nas X identifies as a gay man. And it's obvious in the if you look at the video, which is a very suggestive video, I will warn you. So those who are very impressionable, I wouldn't watch it or watch it with a parent or somebody else that's that's a little bit more mature. Shows, you know, suggestive stuff. Like I said, the lap dance is just one of the things. There's a lot of satanic uh, overtones in the video. There's a lot of them in the shoe. Uh, but... Here is, I'm not really using this post to talk about Little Nas X or Nike per se. What I am going to discuss in the short time that I have here is the fact that, let's consider the fact the very first post that I placed. Of course, it talked about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. So let's make one thing crystal clear, if nothing else. Jesus Christ died for all of us. Okay, he didn't just die for the good people. If there's even such a thing as a good person. If we were so good and we were so nice and we were so holy and he was so righteous. Why did God have to send his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for us? 
He sent his son for a reason. He didn't just do it for just for his own uh, sick pleasure. He did it because we needed a savior. We needed, we needed it. We were born in the sin. Of course, uh, Psalm chapter 51, verse 4 talks about this. David said, surely I was sinful at the time my mother conceived me. That says a lot. You know, the Bible also says that the, the thoughts of man are always evil continually, which tells me we need a savior. And, you know, Jesus didn't die for the religious folks. It was the religious people that put Jesus Christ on the cross. It wasn't sinners that did it. It wasn't wicked people that put Jesus Christ on the cross. It was the religious folks. And you know, it's kind of funny. The religious people always seem to have something to say, especially when it's about people they don't like. You know what I'm saying? But again, let's understand where we are. Now, I'm going to just preach a little bit on this. I rarely do it, but I think it's needed now. Because we live in a throwaway culture. And here's what I mean by a throwaway culture. Things that we don't like, things that we can't stand, things that we don't want to deal with, things that just turn our stomach and people that do likewise, we, we just tend to throw them to the wolves. We lead them to their own volitions to fend for themselves. Yet we create the problem in the first place. <laughs> I mean, we we brought drugs into the United States, and then we get... Here's the crazy thing about it. I'm just going to use one example. The, dr the, the, the drug culture, the drug situation, the uh, cocaine epidemic that came into our country. They brought the drugs in to try to break up the black family. Then they lock our daddies up in the penitentiary or kill them off on the street from drugs, and then, had to, then our, their kids had to learn to, to call us that talk about we don't have no daddies when your daddies put our daddies in the jailhouse and in the graveyard in the first place. It was you that did it in the first place. But again, it's just like this. We leave them to the wolves. We create the problem. We create the monster. And then we just leave, leave it to somebody else to fix it. I mean, we are the ones that allow pornography and all these other things to come into play. But then guess what happens? We want to lock them up and call them child molesters and, 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 and rapists and things like that. When you have open adultery and sexual promiscuity on TV 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But then you had the nerve to, to call people out as molesters and, and rapists, this, that, the other. You know, you know, we make smoking cigarettes cool. You know, we we're the ones and then but again. America is like that. Everything is about money and power and position. And then we throw the victims away. No wonder so many people are upset and angry. Think about this. And I know this has nothing to do with what I'm discussing right now, but America is the third largest nation when it comes to waste. We throw away on average 153 million tons of waste every year. Only Denmark and I think one other country, and I want to say it's Russia, throws away more garbage than we do. 153 million tons. But then you got to think about it. We got disposable razors. We got disposable diapers. 
We got disposable uh, tampons. We got disposable plates, disposable forks, knives, cups, spoons. You know, we even got disposable guns. Everything is disposable, even us. But here's the problem with that. Although mankind puts people in categories of being disposable, Jesus Christ didn't do that. You see, the whole purpose of Jesus Christ coming to this earth was to die, to save us, to deliver us from ourselves, because we could not save ourselves. We did not have the power to save ourselves. We did not have the, the goodness within our own hearts to save ourselves. We're not that good. But at the same time, nobody's so bad that they're beyond redemption. And sad to say the church has done people like Lil Nas X and Ellen DeGeneres and others that identify. And we have a, a culture now, the LGBTQ uh, movement is a powerful movement in this country. And many, many people identify with that movement. Only problem is the Christian church, the evangelical church as a whole is throwing away, throwing them away. We don't want them in our churches. We don't want our kids around them. We don't want to deal unless their sin rubs off on us. We don't want that. But here's the thing. Jesus didn't deal with the easy case. When he was alive, when he was on earth, he didn't deal with the easy cases. He didn't deal with the simple stuff. Read your scriptures and you'll find out. Jesus dealt with the hard cases. He dealt with the woman with the issue of blood that broke uh, the Mosaic law being out in public during her period. She could have been stoned to death. Jesus didn't stone her. Or what about the woman that, had, that was caught in the act of adultery? The, the religious folks wanted to stone her to death. Jesus didn't do it. Or what about Matthew, the tax collector? They the the, word, the, the only thing worse than a fair than, than that was a tax collector. The only thing worse than being Roman and Gentile in Jewish culture was being a tax collector because the tax collectors worked for the Romans. Jesus didn't turn him away either. What about Nicodemus? You know, what about the man with the legion of demons? 6,000 demons in him. They threw him out. They threw him outside the city. They didn't want to deal with him. But isn't that funny? That's the way we do, people. I can't even count on hands and toes how many people have been hurt by the church in some form or fashion. Millions upon multiplied millions upon multiplied millions of people around the world have been hurt either physically, mentally, emotionally, financially, not by sinners, but by church folks. Yeah, by saved and sanctified folks, the ones that be jumping up and down and shouting and spitting and snotting all over every Sunday. Yeah, they've been hurt by them. They've been hurt by preachers. You know, they've been hurt by people who have physically touched them and, and sexually abused them and used words and, 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 and done evil things and said evil words against people. People have been hurt and people have turned away from God. People have become atheists. Some people have even committed suicide behind it. And I can speak from personal experience. I've been hurt by churches twice. And I'm going to be honest with you. 
for a long time, I could have easily been angry at God. I could have been easily angry at the church and everything else. But there's something within me that would not allow me to be angry at God. After all, God has been too gracious, too kind, too merciful, too loving to me. When I was on my deathbed in 2012 in Edinburgh, Texas, I'll never forget. There were really godly people out there around the world that prayed for me to recover when I was supposed to have been dead that very night. Here I am today, nearly nine years to that to the day of that, a little over nine years to that day, and I'm still alive and I'm still here because somebody didn't turn me away. I'm telling you this today because there's someone out there that actually cares. So right now, I'm going to talk to the people that have been church hurt like I've been. I'm talking to the homosexuals and the lesbians right now. I'm talking to the drug, drug addicts. I'm talking to the ones that sell dope. I'm talking to the, to, the, to the child molesters. I'm talking to the people that have been church hurt, that have been hurt by churches in some form or fashion, whether you've been physically molested by a church member or a pastor or whatever the case may be, you may have had words said against you by people and your feelings have been hurt or your reputation have been ruined. There are people out there right now that have been lied to and lied on by church people. Let me say this to you from the bottom of my own heart, that I personally am sorry as a Christian, as a believer in Christ, as a lover of God. Let me first of all say that I'm sorry for the pain that you feel. And whether the persons that did it feel any kind of sympathy or empathy towards you or not, it doesn't make a difference. Let me be the first to tell you that I am sorry. And I don't say this on a, on a twinge of being perfect. I'm saying it as a human being that I feel and I empathize with the pain you feel. But I also want to say, don't let their actions or lack of actions be a reflection of whom God is because God's not like us. God's not like human beings. God's totally different. And I know some of you are thinking, well, if God is so loving and God is so merciful and God is so kind and God is so peaceful and all these great things that God truly is, and he's all these things and more. If God is all these great attributes, why would he allow this to happen? Well, it's a very simple answer. And it's the only possible answer. Sin is in the world. And as long as there's sin in the world, there's going to be people that are going to be hurt. As long as there's sin in the world, I don't care how many times you go to church in a week time. You can go to church every day as every day the door is open. You can hoop and holler and snot slang and shout and, and jump around and dance in the aisles. They don't make you holy and righteous. As long as there's people in the world, we have sin in the world. And we have to understand 
that sin produces pain. Sin produces hurt. Sin produces death. That's what that's the only thing sin can produce. There's nothing good that can come from sin. Nothing good. But don't let the actions of, of, of people or the inactions of people or the reactions of people turn you away from a holy God because I guarantee you that's what Satan wants. Satan wants you to have to be in your feelings. Satan wants you to be in your emotions because if you're if you're working on them and not working in faith, he can turn your mind away from God because he'll put in your head if God is so good, why would he allow this? And then you you have be out there in the world. And trust me, if you think people are bad, Satan is worse. If you think people don't care about you, trust me, Satan don't care about you either. People say it's hard to serve God. Trust me, it's harder to serve the devil. I think it's more easier to serve God than it is to serve the devil. You know the reason why I say it? And I'll give you one good, one main reason why it's easier to serve God than it is to serve the devil. You know the reason, the biggest reason why? is because the devil's never satisfied. No matter how much you do for the devil, he'll, he'll want more. He wants you to go deeper. He wants you to do worse and worse and worse. Because here's what I want you to understand. This is what I'm going to shut it down with, y'all. In Matthew chapter 25 and verse 31, the Bible makes it clear. He says, and he said to those on his left, he says, depart from me, you who are cursed into the everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Notice those last seven words, prepared for the devil and his angels. Okay. Regardless of what preachers be preaching about, hell was never meant for, for human beings to go to. Hell was created specifically for Lucifer and the ones who chose to follow Lucifer. If you read Isaiah, the 14th chapter, Ezekiel, the 28th chapter, and of course in uh, Revelation chapter 12, verse 6 and following, you'll find this out. In Revelation, in, in the Revelation account, it talks about it was war in heaven. It says Michael and the angel fought against the, uh, the dragon and, and dragon referring to Lucifer and his angels and and Michael and his angels overcame Lucifer's and cast them down to earth. Thing is, there is no repentance, no grace, no mercy for them. There's grace and mercy for you. You see, he created hell as a punishment for the rebellion that Lucifer had. And if you read the uh, Ezekiel account, I think in the King James, it says that he is the anointed cherub that covereth. Now, what that simply means is his whole purpose, the purpose of the, of the angels anyway, was to worship God. This is what our purpose is. What Lucifer wanted you know, Lucifer didn't, God did not create Satan as some people tend to believe and claim. God did not create a devil to oppose him. Lucifer became his opposition when he chose to rebel against God. Again, Ezekiel chapter 14, read that, read uh, Ezekiel chapter 28, and again, Revelation chapter 12, verse 6. But the point I'm trying to say is we tend to throw away people we don't want to deal with. We tend to throw away people that we are uncomfortable being around. 
We tend to throw away people and give them to the devil when God didn't do that to us. When we were in our lowest form, in our lowest state, when we were in such dire straits, Jesus could, God could have turned us away. But he didn't do that. He picked us up and rescued us and cleaned us up and made us the men and women that he wanted us to be. So if God did that for us, who are you to throw away anyone? And yes, that includes little Nas X. Because I believe that there are many, many other people that are just like him out there. And they're crying out. Because trust me, I can tell you from I can tell you this. Sin only is pleasurable for a short period of time. You know, little Nas X doesn't I can guarantee you he can he can smile and enjoy. You know, the devil will give you what you want. People don't seem to understand. Yeah, the devil will give you what you want. You want to be rich? He can make you rich. You want to be famous? He can make you famous. You want to be beautiful all the days of your life? You can do that. You can have anything you want with the devil, but it's going to cost you something. And most of the time, it's going to cost you your life. Satan wants your life to destroy it. Jesus wants your life to reclaim it. There's a difference. And I don't care who you are or what you what your lifestyle used to be or what your lifestyle currently is now. The whole purpose of Jesus Christ coming to this earth and dying on a cross, suffering a horrible death that no man or woman should ever want to experience. The whole purpose of that is for redemption. The whole purpose of that is that God wants you to be with him. And it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what lifestyle you engage in. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come, all you who are burdened and are heavily laden, I will give you rest. That invitation is, is, is inclusive. He's not just talking about the religious person to come. He's talking about the drug addict. Come. He's talking about the, the, the thief. Come. The prostitute. Come. The homosexual. Come. The lesbian. Come. The rapist. The child molester. The drug, the dope addict. The gangbanger. The adulterer. The religious person. He's inviting everybody to come. He wants them all to come. And if you are like him, and if you call yourself a Christian, if you call yourself a believer, that's what your job is. Your job is to bring them in, not push them out. And so to as I close, I want to again send my sincere apologies to those who have been hurt. Believe me, I know what it feels like. I've been there. But don't let their foolishness turn you away from a loving, merciful, kind God. He loves you. He wants to see you be good and to do good and to have good things. To live a good, clean, wholesome life. And to have abundant life here on this earth and in the life to come. Matt, uh, John chapter 10, verse 10 says, the thief talking about Satan 
only come to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Third John verse two, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. He wants you to have a healthy body. He wants you to have a healthy mind. He wants you to have a healthy bank account. He wants you to have healthy relationships, a good marriage, have good loving children. He wants you to have all that. Life was never meant to be a drudgery and a, and a drag. It wasn't meant to be drugged through each day. God intends for you to enjoy life here on this earth in the short time that we have. And then as we prepare for the light to come, it's only going to get better and better. That's what he really wants. That's the, pur that's the true purpose of God sending his son to die on a cross. Abundant, overcoming life. Overcoming the world, overcoming the flesh, overcoming the devil. You can be that no matter what your lifestyle used to be. And I'm speaking to little Nas X and to everybody else that's like little Nas X and anybody else out there. And as I close, I want to send my prayers and my love and my um, to my brother DMX. And I just pray that he will recover and he'll be back soon. But anyway, hopefully this has blessed you. I think I took a little too long, but anyway, I just had to say what I had to say. Big Mel here. Who is Rugrat? Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm, a, I'm working on the website right now. It's, it's working as we speak. Anyway, that's enough of me. Big Mel, I'm out. Peace.